Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Julian and GK podcast. We're back on audio. Mm-hmm. We tried the video thing. It was it was okay, but we realized, despite our beautiful faces, that you like hearing us on audio, so we've come back in podcast form. And what we're going to be talking about today, we're deviating a little bit from our usual wrestling, sports, pop culture talk. We're going to talk about dating versus married life. Because mm-hmm. as you guys know, long-time listeners, or even if you're a first-time listener, you, well, you'll know now, I am the, the married one. And, uh, like, you know, GK is a single man living on the streets, mm-hmm. doing, doing what he got to do. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Doing what he got to do, survive out here in these, mm-hmm. in these dating streets. Yep. So we're going to, like, have a little podcast because, you know, a lot of times we, you know, have a lot of discussions about, like, married versus single life. And we just want to, like... Bring it in podcast form because a lot of these discussions that we have are very interesting and we think some of you guys would dig it. So first off, GK, how you doing, man? How you been? <laughs> it's like everybody's asking me that. Like, yeah, all right. I think that's required, like asking of all single people. Like, how are you doing? Are you okay? Yeah, after a certain age. Yeah, yeah it's so crazy, right? Like, yeah. okay, yeah. First, yeah, he's already given us, you know, a good premise or preface. But like, let's just go like really, like really into the real here. All right. So y'all can't see us, you know. You know, you're welcome. Uh, all right, so he and I, we've known each other pretty much all our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, our families are pretty much family. Yeah. We are both, uh, all right, we're both of a Jamaican parentage. We are first generation American. He grew up in the BX. You know, yeah. I grew I grew up nearby Westchester. We both, you know, city living now. He's still in the BX. Yeah, BX all day, baby. Yep, yep. And he's married to his high school sweetheart. No joke. Like, these, these stories still happen. Yeah. And they have a beautiful daughter together, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Me on the other hand, uh, yeah, um, been out in these streets, all I know is these streets, um, don't know what it would take to get me out of these streets, it's not even so much that I enjoy these streets, it's that the streets is just, it's just what I know, these dating streets is just what I know, and then as the streets evolved into more of a, you know, uh, online dating and then apps and all that, and all that good stuff, I had to move with the times, you know, against yeah. my will, yeah. so... So I know about them streets too, and like you know, so so this dude, so this dude has loved and been with the same woman thousands of times. I've been on thousands of dates with, and I'm not exaggerating. I know I'm not Ric Flair, Will Chamberlain, nothing like, but Ooh. that's but that is just how that that's just how this this world works. And we will and we will explain all that. All right. Yeah. So to answer your question, how am I doing, man? I'm a little stressed, bruh. I'm not I'm stressed, man. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little overwhelming. All right, mm-hmm. so, all right, I will, I will give you an example. All right, this is just how the past week has gone. Right, so uh, one of my, so I still play ball, you know, ad- despite my advanced uh, age, <laughs> um, and uh, now, and we're in the top division of my league here in New York City. But that's, I will admit, that's probably not because of me anymore. It's probably because of most of the guys now on the team who are now under 25. And I just have them do most of the running while I just like sip pina coladas. <laughs> You're Dwayne Wade, baby. You Pretty can, much. You can relax. You, you've, done, you've done your time. Yeah, grew my right? hair out and everything. <laughs> now, you, now you groom the youngest. Yep. And uh, part of that grooming is, you know, when one of them has a 25th birthday on one of our game nights, we all went out to the bar and, like, you know, we all had drinks and all that. And I'm the only single dude on the team who's, you know, over the age of 25. Everybody else is married and has kids and all that. So we're trading stories. We're trading, you know, apps and all that stuff. And then they put me on this. They told me that I need to try this new app. They told me this new app is Gucci. So now you know they're young. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, why not? So... So I've been on this app for three weeks, 
and uh, I'm not making this up. Um, so they have they have like two they have two boxes, right? There are people who like you, right? Before you see who they are, mm-hmm. and then there are people who you match with. Okay. All right. So basically, so the matches are either people who you liked first and then they liked you back, or yeah, or or vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. But the matches are like where you can conversate. The likes are just people like, oh, I got my eye on you, right? Yeah. So between the two boxes, I've been on this app for less than a month, and I'm past sixty girls. Um, I you know so that's just a lot to juggle. Yeah. And that's if you're only on one app. That's, right? Yeah, so that's 60 girls in like less than a month? Yeah. Wow. And, all right, and that's just all right, that's just one app. So yeah. so so add so add other apps to it cuz I don't think there's one all service all purpose app. Yeah. And then add, you know, real life. Mm-hmm. You know, then add the fact that I spent my Valentine's Day and I'm not making this up. One of my one of my homegirls who I see who I see at a at castings cuz I'm an actor. But ironically, I met her on a dating app. <laughs> uh, you know, like a year or so ago. Yeah. So, and everybody knows I'm perpetually single. So she was like, "Hey, don't want to go out with you again, but do you feel like maybe?" Um, so this comedy show that I do, uh, do you feel like maybe being a bachelor? It's for charity. Like you know, people will bid on you and all that stuff. And I'm like, "What? That still happens?" Wow. Yeah, I haven't seen that since like an '80s sitcom. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And you want me to do it? Because I used to do improv. I used to do stand-up. Like, I know those streets. I know them girls. Yeah. Them girls weren't checking me out. Them girls was checking out, like, dude who was 5'8", wearing new balances, baggy <laughs> jeans, and have more hair on their bodies than their heads. But, hey, you know, for Planned Parenthood, hey. So, <laughs> so I somehow got talked into that. And we had to play like all these games, like a family feud stuff, da da da. And you know, like you know, I'm cool. I, I, you know, I, I make my living on stage on a mic. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But then it was time to bid. Okay. So I was bachelor number two out of four, right? And um, and yeah, I'm the only black dude of the four. But to their credit, there was only one white dude. Okay. Right? To their credit. Okay. Right? So nice little mixed group. Not bad. Yeah. So so bachelor number one went, and um, and uh, we had, and our auction, our auctioneer was whack. Mm-hmm. So, but despite that, he made forty dollars, right? And I'm like, "Yo, that's that's not a little amount of money." Yeah, that kind of sets the bar pretty high. Yeah. So then I'm next, and I'm like, "Oh man!" And for the and for the first time in a long time on stage, I'm like, "Oh man, my <laughs> self esteem is shaky." <laughs> yeah, I, I would think so. Like getting bit on, I like I give you props, man. I could never do that because I'm pretty sure I'd get like two pennies. Man, that, yo, that's what I was thinking, right? The minimum bid was ten. Yeah. So I'm like, look, if we can get to eleven, like rounding up, yeah. Like you know, I'll be fine, right? Like <laughs> yeah. you know, I can say that I did that, right? Yeah. So we get up there. The minimum bid is ten. Then all of a sudden, out of the corner of my left ear, I hear thirty, and I turn, and it was a dude. Oh, okay. Like a like a Troy Savan looking dude. Oh. And then and then I was like, okay, haha, that's cool. Yeah. And then the next bid was thirty five. And it happened to be the other dude he was sitting with at the same table. And then those two went back and forth and they got the bid up to fifty. And I'm yeah. like, okay, this is this is my life. This is this is basically cool. Oh, and and the rules are whoever whoever has the highest bid for you, you have to have a drink with after the show. That's yeah. that's it, right? So I'm yeah. like, all right. I mean, okay, so I have to get shared by two dudes. I mean, no pressure there. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did any women bid, bid on you? Yeah, some women's what uh, yeah, some yeah, a, a twenty eight year old uh, 
girl from Williamsburg like swooped in and saved the day <laughs> for like $55. And she literally saved the day because I didn't even see her. She was like straight ahead in the stage where she was in the darkness and I had bright lights in my face. Yeah. So when everybody was like at the end of it, like, hey, come up and get your men, I had no idea who was coming up to get me. Yeah. And and just to be sure, so then they were like, maybe we should switch auctioneers after me. And then they did. And then the two dudes after me, they both cracked 100. Oh. So, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> So, so yes, yeah. That that that's my week. That yeah. was my yeah. That's my week and my Valentine's Day. At least you got over fifty though, man. At I least mean, you beat the first guy. Hey, you know, but third the, place is better than last place. Yeah, but the first guy, like you know, he you know, like he was vegan. You know what yeah. I mean? Like one of the pictures that they brought up of him, it was him from college with James Franco. So that was <laughs> like that was that was that was hard to keep up. Yeah, that was that was. So I don't think I chopped him at all. I just think like you know. I don't know. I just think that he and I were the guinea pigs, yeah. and the other two profited. Yeah. The two Pro- after me profited. See? Either way. But yeah, all that going on while juggling these apps, mm-hmm. while juggling like the rare times when people ask you out on the streets, mm-hmm. and juggling that with your friends talking about, yo, I got the perfect girl for you, <laughs> and, then jugg- and then trying to juggle that in. Yeah. Because, you know, we're dudes. Yeah. And, like, we have to... This is the biggest misconception, right? And, and, you know, now you know I've been hanging with young people because I'm just learning terms that I just shouldn't know. <laughs> but there is a big distinction between, between, you know, shooting your shot mm-hmm. and seeing what's out there so that maybe you have an increased probability of having what Julian and Jen have mm-hmm. and being a fuckboy. Yeah. There's a difference yeah. You know what I mean, some people want to be out in these streets. Yeah. Some people live on these streets yep. thinking that the streets is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Some people need the streets in order to feel better about themselves. I.e. Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah. He was married to yeah. a supermodel, made kids with a supermodel, and even his daddy was like, Why are you getting married, bro? <laughs> and then you saw what happened to him. Yep. We always said, we always said, we said this in a previous podcast, the difference between Tiger Woods and Derek Jeter, mm-hmm. there is no difference. The only yeah. difference is Derek Jeter didn't get married. Exactly. That's the only difference. And Derek Jeter had way more fly gift bags yeah. <laughs> for these girls on the way out. Exactly. That's the only difference. Derek Jeter's still the GOAT. I'm not talking about baseball. That was yeah, brilliant. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So this is stressful, man. So it's 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 overwhelming. That's a better that's a better way to put it. And it's not and 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 like my and my last thing before Julian comes in and you know gives y'all like you know the 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 foundation building blocks for people who don't want to be out in these streets anymore. <laughs> so, ironically, a girl who I matched with on the app haven't met yet, but she told me to tune in to today uh, to to the Today Show because she was asked to be on a panel of millennials discussing what NBC News calls um, a a sex drought. So so apparently what? so apparently millennials are going through a sex shortage, a sex drought. They're apparently millennials are having millennials are having the least amount of sex since the baby boomers seventy five years ago, right? That's surprising to me. Right. It is surprising when you first hear it. Yeah. So then they did this four or five minute thing where they try to break down the factors that go into that, right? Mm-hmm. So so and ironically, the girl who I matched with who was on the panel, who told me to check in and watch it, even though I hadn't met her yet, is also uh, you know, she's a Lawyer who went to an Ivy League school. Anyway, so uh, so um, so I, I kind of accidentally prepped her for this, mm-hmm. right? You know, because we were talking back and forth. So they had this one guy in there talking about, um, yeah, what I think the reason, the main reason is, 
uh, millennials live at home longer now, which is true. Like, you know, they live until like they're 30 and up. Yeah. It's harder for them to get jobs now. Yeah. While at the same time, they're still more entrepreneurial. Yeah. So they have their focuses and other things that, uh, mm. and so it's just hard to bring a girl home when you're 29. Yeah. Okay. True. Right. And then, um, and then the girl, and then the mild mannered, uh, you know, sweet, fun girl who I've not met yet, who, you know, went on the panel. Then she's like, what do you, you know, they're like, what do you think? She's like, um, I just think we want better sex. And I don't think we're having better sex. I'm like, that is not what we discussed. That is not the tip I gave you going in there. And then it all fast forwarded to the end when they hired, when they had some expert chime in. Mm-hmm. And the expert made the point that I was overall making. And, yeah. the point, and the point I'm making is, because the most confusing part and why it's so surprising when people hear this is because we're in this hookup culture, yeah. right? With all these apps and da-da-da-da, right? That is true. But here is what's getting lost in the shuffle here, right? And, you know, you a Yankees fan. You grew yeah. up there, right? Yeah. So this is how I look at it, right? There's a difference between... There's a difference between the challenge of getting a hit in the major leagues mm-hmm. and home run derby. When when you're getting slow pitches from like you know from your middle school coach, yeah, and both of you have the same objective to knock it out the park, yeah, right. So that's the difference between dating and relationships. Mm-hmm. So because of apps and because everybody is now either in reality or just their personal belief that they have all these extra options. So they have all these inflated numbers and inflated opportunities, which makes everybody else expendable. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to stick around as long if you're not feeling 100% what you want to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, if you swing, when you're in a relationship or when you have something exclusive, yeah, when you swing, you're going to hit. Yep. You're gonna make you're gonna make contact with the ball when you swing. Yeah. Now, when you have these apps, you might get more... You might have more plate appearances with more with different pitchers, yeah. but you're not getting more hits. True. So <laughs> the sex, so so you might have more opportunities with sex with more people, mm-hmm. but you're not having it more times. Ah. The, you're not having as many as many occurrences as people who have an exclusive thing going. It's just you two and boom boom. That's true. So that's what's missing in these little things yeah. and you know and you wonder where this comes from the apps and you wonder where this comes from the fact that y'all have no game no more <laughs> y'all don't know how to talk to people in real life no more and it's permeated into these streets in real life that's what it is y'all don't know how to be personable y'all know how to conversate y'all know how to be vulnerable y'all know how to open up y'all don't know how to talk y'all don't know how to romance y'all know nothing no more Y'all know how to send dick pics, and if it doesn't work, you're like, oh, you're not feeling it? Let me mass text to some other girl, because guess what? Sadly, one girl's going to be like, oh, thanks for this. What's your name? And it's going to work. <laughs> so no one's checking themselves. No one's improving themselves. No one's upgrading themselves. They don't have to, because they all feel strength in these numbers. Yep. And the strength comes from the perceived notion that these apps will lead you to more girls or more dudes or more whatever's that you ever thought possible. Mm-hmm. So it's a gift and a curse. The beauty of it is you get to meet people that you wouldn't have met otherwise. The bad part about it is you're going to meet people that you wouldn't have met otherwise. Yeah. That, it's, it's literally a double-edged sword. Now, this dude went to high school, found this girl in real life, and he avoided all this. <laughs> so, so if you want to chime in, feel free. Yeah, so uh, I'll chime in from, from my, mar- my marriage perspective. So, like, everything that GK just said right now, I, I fully understand 
and like agree with because I feel that this culture from what I hear from my single friends because I've been with uh, my wife my beautiful wife Jen for a long time like long enough that like we're talking about like AOL days we're talking about AIM days that's how far uh -huh. back me and her date like, mm -hmm. like you know because we like were friends first in high school we were friends for a couple of years then uh, like you know one day after years and years of me practically begging her for, for, for her to give me a chance she said alright and then we went on a real date rather than just a friend hangout and she realized Oh, okay, yeah, this he I could see boy boyfriend potential in him and then like, you know, we've been together ever since. But I just feel like I avoided that whole app, like, you know, culture. And I think what happens now with all the single people I, I uh, talk to is that it's just a thing where there's no uh, connection anymore because there's too many options. Mm -hmm. Like, back then, like, when I uh, met Jen, it's like, you could go online, you go on AIM, you could talk to people, but it was like, it wasn't as widespread as it is now. There was no Facebook. There was no MySpace. There was, uh, like, this is even before MySpace days. So it was like, the only way you could really talk to people like from around the world was like through AIM or like Friendster or whatever little apps they had Yikes. back then. And exactly. And matter of fact, there were no apps. There's no such thing as a nope. smartphone back then. There were apps, but you, those were pigs in a blanket. And <laughs> when you went to when you went to your your parents' bougie work functions. Exactly. And it's like, if you want to talk to someone online, you have to sit your ass down at like a stationary computer, like uh, plug in that, that dial in, make sure that your mom was off the phone so mm. she wouldn't yell at you and then, and you know, physically like sit there and talk to someone. But now literally you can set up like five dates on like your commute from work to home on your phone. It's, it's too easy now. And I think that's a, like why, you know, they say that marriages are down, relationships are down because there's too much of people being able to see what else is out there too much curiosity and i feel like um like you know I, I i've like watched like i watch a lot of tv and i've seen like a couple of other of shows like riff on it where you'll like set up a date on an app and during the date you're on the app like looking for someone else to go on a date with mm -hmm. and like i feel like that's not an exaggeration i feel like people have actually done that because it's too many options now like where you could be out on a date with someone that's amazing and then you could potentially see a future with them but in your mind you're like well what else is out there this guy is great or this girl's great but maybe this other person that's on this app is even better even better and i think that's the thing people uh, want better and before we started the podcast gk we were even talking about how like certain women will be like looking for this ideal man like this like well i'm at this level of professionalism like especially like uh professional women whether they be lawyers or doctors or whatever and this is not to say all of them I'm not going to like cast all of them out there but a lot of times like if you're a successful woman you're going to be looking for a man who you feel is equally successful in your field or like a related field and if it doesn't match up with that you might not give him a chance just because you feel like, well, I could do better, let me find someone that's, like, a, a professional like me. And you could be missing out on someone who would, like, make you happier, like, than your wildest dreams. And the same thing goes for men who might see a woman on, online who's, like, funny and, like, you know, like, you know, has the greatest personality. But they might see another girl who they think is marginally a little bit hotter. And it's like, oh, well, this girl is great. But this girl's like body is more banging, so I'm gonna go after this girl. And now you just ruined who could have been your soulmate for life because you just like saw some girl who has a slightly fatter ass. So it's just like I feel like this is why a lot of times relationships kind of suffer in this day and age, like as opposed to you know uh, the mar the people who were married or got in relationships before this whole culture started. But I mean, 
you know, speaking from a married perspective, like being married is great. It has has a lot of perks. Um, but, you know, there are times that, you know, even as a married person, you would like, you know, you feel envious of like someone who's single. You feel envious when you have, like, you know. It's, yeah. I, yeah. Because I, I mean, you do. But yeah. but y'all don't really know. Yeah, we exactly. And I think that's the thing because we don't really know. Like it's the thing with where with me, like I feel blessed to have my wife and my beautiful daughter. I feel blessed to have them. But there's days that are stressful as hell. There's days where, you know, all of us are sick. I got to like take uh, my daughter to the, to the doctor. I got to go run like a million errands. I got to. And it's like and then I see my single friends who are like going to go to like this new uh, club that just opened up or they're going to go to the Nick game that night. And I can't do any of that stuff because I have responsibilities because like when you're married, you can't just think about yourself. I mean, you could, but you'd be a really shitty husband and, and father if you did that. So, like, my whole thing, like, and I told my wife before I proposed to her and before we had kids, I said, I have to be in a space mentally where I can, like, before I propose to you, where I am able to take all that on, where I can give up being selfish. Because, like, when I was younger, I was selfish. I wanted to go out when I wanted to go out. I wanted to do whatever I want to do when I want to do that. And when you get married, you have to give that up. And I think that's where a lot of uh, marriages falter because people will get married and still want to do the same shit they did when they were single and you can't do that it's like when you get married essentially what you're doing is saying this person that I'm standing before you know this uh, our friends and family and God and everything this person is the person that I'm giving myself over to that I'm saying your life matters to me more than my own life like I want to make sure that you're happy more than I'm happy so you're basically saying that if I got to sacrifice certain things to make sure you're happy, that's what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to be there for you when you're sick. I'm going to be there for you when, whenever you need me. So by doing that, you give up a lot of the stuff that you want to do. There's tons of times, and, and GK even knows, there's times that, like, we've been, like, scheduled to hang out or, like, you know, even do a podcast or do whatever. And I got to hit him up with the last minute, like, sorry, man, I can't do it. Like, you know, uh, like, my wife's sick. I got to watch the baby or the baby's sick. Got to take it to the doctor. Or, or even I'm sick from them getting me sick because of whatever they had. Or just like, or I'm just like burnt out from the week of doing anything. I just need a day to rest. So it's like you got to give up a lot of the stuff. Like when you get married, so it's like. Meanwhile, I schedule my dates around the podcast <laughs> just for him to not show up, and then I have no date. But it's a thing where, and I feel awful about it because I really feel bad when I have to cancel. But it's a thing where, but that's what I'm saying. When you like get into a marriage, it's like basically you got to go. Because if I was single, I would easily be able to make all the podcast like dates because like I because I would have nobody else to worry about. I just be like, oh well, of course I'm going to go. Like um, because what else am I going to do? Like I don't have anyone else to worry about. But when you're in a marriage, it's like a lot of that freedom is taken away from you. And I think that if you're not with the right person, that can make you resentful and that can make you angry and that can make you feel like they're taking your life away from you. And it's a thing where, but that's what you're supposed to do when you get married. You have to give that up. And I think a lot of times people in this era sometimes stay single because they're not ready for that level of like, you know, uh, having to give up their personal time, you know, to do that. Like before I got married, I like I was video games all day, always going out playing ball, always going out doing it. Like I can't do those things anymore. I still do them, but not nearly to the level of what I used to because I have so many other responsibilities now. All right. Well, all right. Well, all right, before I'm going to ask you a question. Before yeah. I get to that question, let me throw this in there because you know, because it's also another interesting new development on my side. Yeah. So because all right, so because I'm 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 in the creative field, mm -hmm. and um, 
and those are usually the people who, who I run with in my circles here. Yeah. They're not they're not the people I'm closest with. There's the people who I just happen to see more on the reg mm-hmm. because, you know, we all do the same things. So I've been approached and I've been talked to a lot more by people in the uh, in the uh, polyamory community. <laughs> all right. They're most of them are they're in Brooklyn, you know. You know, you know. Spread loves the Brooklyn way, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And um and uh yeah, I even got people who I act with who are in open marriages and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, and and according to them, like I haven't done, I haven't been with any of these people. I haven't dated any of these people. I've never been to where they only they hang out mm-hmm. and none of that. But apparently, there's still, a, according to them, there's a huge philosophical, intellectual difference between the moves they make and the moves we make just being single. Because from my end, I'm like, why can't you just be single and do what you're doing? Yeah. But no. They need to have both. Yeah. So all these people, they 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 have a they have a spouse or they have a girlfriend or boy, and those are their primaries. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird need to still do everything. Tradi- so it's a weird need to still do everything the traditional way, while yeah. at the same time turn their nose at it, mm-hmm. and and still be out in these streets willy nilly. <laughs> yeah. Right. So like so there are people that are still embracing that, mostly women. Yeah. But but let me but let me. Bring this question to you. Let me like back up a little bit. Yeah. Like you said soulmate. Yeah. Right. Now, I think throughout all my dates, good or bad, mm-hmm. good meaning you know, you know they led to a second, you know, <laughs> yeah. right? Or all these stuff. Da da da. Compatibility, no compatibility. Da da. Everybody seems to agree. Consensus says monogamy is not natural mm-hmm. to human nature. Yeah. Monogamy is a choice. Yeah. All right. We said this before. Yeah. You don't have one friend. Yeah. All right. You don't have one playlist. Yeah. Or you don't have one song on your playlist. <laughs> yeah. All right. You don't eat one food. Yeah. All right. If monogamy was natural, there would be no breakups. There would be no beefs. Yeah. You, you'd all end up with the very first person you had a crush on. That'd be the end of the story. But that's not how life works. Yeah. All right. Which is fine. We're human beings. We continue to evolve. Right. Mm-hmm. So that being said, and that being agreed on. Mm-hmm. All right. It's not giving you a hot seat. This is just a philosophical, friendly conversation. Yeah. Do you believe in soulmates? Do you believe in the one as a real construct? I like I personally do. And the okay. only reason I do is because like everything you said is correct. And and I'll say like before I, I got with Jen, which was like of course eons ago. But before then, like when I was younger, like I thought the whole idea of marriage, and I've even told Jen this, so I'm not like going to get myself in trouble by saying this, but because I'm very always been very honest with her, and that's why she's my best friend. But it was like. I always thought that the idea of marriage was just dumb. I was like, who would want to commit to one person for their whole life? Like, I just thought that that was such a, a ridiculous concept. I was like, you could be out here, you could be with anybody you want to. I thought the idea of soulmates was garbage that was made up for like rom-coms and Hallmark and all that. So I didn't think, I didn't believe in any of that. But then when, and I tell her this story all the time, when I met her, the day that I met her, I just like, me and my friends, we always hung out on the same hill near our school. And there was a bunch of girls, because I went to an all-boys school and there was an all-girls school that was nearby. So we would see the girls coming, and it was always the same girls, and they were cool, and some of them were funny, and some of them were pretty, but, like, I never think. But when I saw Jen, like, immediately, the second I saw her, like, everything just stopped. Like, it was, like, it was the weird, like, you know how they showed in movies how, like, the guy sees this beautiful girl, or the girl sees this handsome guy, and, like, everything stops. Like, you don't even hear your friends talking around you. Like, I always thought that was nonsense until I saw Jen. It was, like, everything stopped. And then when I met her and, like, her personality matched her beauty, I was just like, 
this is this is incredible. This is the girl for me. And I knew I was 15 years old when I met her. And at 15 years old, I said to myself, this is going to be the woman that I wind up with. And it took like uh, nearly five years later until she finally agreed to go on a date with me because it was just years of me saying, hey, all the guys you're, you date are whack. And all the girls <laughs> I date are whack. And we love being around each other. So why don't we just date each other? And she, it was years of her saying, no, you're my friend. I don't want to ruin that. I, like if we break up, we're not going to be friends anymore. You're my best friend. And I love talking to you. I don't want to ruin that. And then I was like, but why? Like maybe the best friends can turn into a lifetime together. And then when she finally gave in and said yes, and we went on a date, she realized, okay, like he might be onto something here. And then it, it expanded from there. So that's why I believe in soulmates because personally it happened to me. Now, I will say, like when people say, oh, there's a soulmate for everyone. No, I don't think that's true. I think that it depends on what type of person you are. I think some people like the polyamorous uh, relationship will work for them because they aren't the type that are going to want to commit or be tied down to one person. And there's nothing wrong with that because I think the thing is that we have like uh, with people who are married or like other people they like to like be judgy sometimes like I, I say it all the time I'm, I'm in this uh, Facebook group with uh, my wife that's for married people and we literally just joined the group just to make fun of other married people because they're so judgmental about everything they think they know everything and they don't know shit like just because you're married doesn't make you an expert on love like it's funny because I have a lot of friends sometimes that come to me advice for love because they see like the relationship I have with my wife and they think that I'm an expert and I tell them straight up I said I'm not an expert I'm lucky I'm lucky that I found someone who was like filled fill, like every check thing in the book that you can have like I, I'm very lucky because if I hadn't met Jen I would be I would be out in these streets with GK I would be looking and I would and I would be a lot less successful than he is I already know that because it's a thing where uh, as quirky and weird as he is I'm just as quirky and weird and very nerdy and also I'm like uh, like non-social he'll go out like I'm the type that someone would say hey let's go out tonight and I'll be like no, I want to watch the Seinfeld rerun. I'd rather just stay home and watch this than go out and meet you for this date. So I don't I wouldn't have the effort to like be out in these streets the way that like you brave men and women of the single world are doing. I wouldn't have it because I I'm too lazy for that. So it's a thing where I like I, I fully understand the whole like polyamorous movement, like where people want to be with like like people of um like uh, different people. I understand, like, you know, all of that because the thing is that you have to do what's going to make you happy. Like, me, and like, I couldn't do it because it's just like the thought of like my wife even being with anyone else. Like, and I'm not even a jealous person, but it's like if, if I could even, like, I couldn't even imagine not being with her. I couldn't even imagine being with, like, another woman. It just seemed, it would seem weird to me. Like, not that I'm some robot that doesn't find other women attractive. Of course I find other women attractive. I'm not, I'm not stupid. I'm not, like, you know, it's not like a thing where I hate, like, when people get married and go, oh, you're the only one I have eyes for. That's stupid. That's dumb. Of course I find other women attractive. Of course my wife finds other men attractive. But the thing is that because we love each other so much, we would never jeopardize what we have because of finding someone else attractive because no matter how attractive someone else is, they're not each other. They don't have the connection that me and her have. 
So that's why I believe in soulmates and I believe in monogamy, but I don't fault people who want to be with, with uh, more than one person because you got you know yourself. You know what you like. You know if you want to be with that one person for life and you know if you're like, you know what, that's not for me, but I want to have a main person and I want to have side people. And if the person you're with is cool with that, then go for it. Why not? As long as it's a thing. I just don't agree with people doing it behind their spouse's back because I feel like that's disingenuous and then like why even be married if you have to go around sneaking. But if you're in an open marriage and you guys have that, that understanding, why not go for it if it makes both of you happy? And I agree. I mean, look, like for example, like one of my active friends is in an open marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's in his 40s. His now second wife is in, his 20, is in her 20s, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I probably shouldn't tell first dates about this. I probably should not do that. Mm-hmm. That's probably not good strategy now that I think about it. But um, <laughs> so, uh, so the way he breaks it down is he, so like they, they, they're open to have like full-fledged relationships with other people. Um, uh, and the way they do it is they have this synced Google calendar. So they know what every, they know every move they're making at all times. So they, so they straight up schedule to the minutia who's with who and when. And, 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 you know, I, so I, you know, I try to ask like, okay, uh, so you like this dude? He's like, yeah, man, as much as you spend time, as much you've spent as much time together we have, he's like family now. Like, okay, cool. And, um, because here's my thing. Like, human nature is still human nature. Man, woman is still man, woman. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong or correct me if I disagree or if you disagree. But, see, we all agree that the worst part of cheating is the betrayal. Yeah. Right? So cause going behind your back, going against your word, like the betrayal. Like, that's the worst part of it. Yeah. However, isn't it like a tinge? Doesn't it cut a tinge deeper if the girl does it to you than if the guy does it? Because cause every girl's going to be like, nah, but here's the thing. I deal in facts, right? I deal, I deal in one plus one equals two human nature, proven scientific study, facts, you know, everything. Anecdotal, you know, ev- everything, right? Mm-hmm. Dude's organs, our sex organs are external. Yours are internal, which means... Which means, and let's all be real, penises are ugly anyway. They're, 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 they're not aesthetically pleasing by definition, bro. Like, it's not. That's why if you send us pictures of you, noob, we're like, oh. And then if you see a picture of a dick pic, don't even matter how the dick looks. You're like, oh. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah it's, it is what it is. It's just facts. So, so, yeah. So, in order for you to cheat on us, first of all, it ain't no accident. Two... Don't act like it was. It, it, there wasn't no pre-planning of this, cause y'all, cause you women control this. This stuff only happens when you want it to happen. And three, in order for you, this to happen, you have to let that penis in you. That is little different. That is a little different. But it's, no, no. It, it's it's the same thing though. No it, man, it's going in or it, it's going on top of you. As a, it's the same thing. No it's, man, it's, it's, it, they, the, the the pieces fit. They they have to fit somehow. Yeah, but for you to want this piece, <laughs> but you know what that what that all comes down to. It is something that that I've talked about before because I had a friend. like you have to accept the pe- like <laughs> like you like the dude and you have to accept the piece. All right, like it's not you know what I mean. Like it's not. But it's a thing where... You've never seen a pick of a piece and, like, you were on the fence before the pick. And then you saw the pick. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, now he can meet my mom. No! 
No, that's not how it works. <laughs> but it's the thing where, and I had a discussion with uh, one of my friends like years ago because he was with this girl for a while and he had cheated on her numerous times. Like they weren't married or anything. They were just in a relationship. But he had cheated on her numerous times. And she knew and she forgave him and all that. She winds up like, you know, cheating on him, getting with a guy. And he's like distraught, like crying, like how you do it, posting like very emo things on Facebook. Just like. Oh, he Robin Thicke did? Yeah, exactly. Oh, just, like, man. Very, like, how could this happen? Gotta to get me? it, gotta get exactly. it, gotta get it, gotta get just, it. Just like, so like. <laughs> So distraught over the, the, the notion that, like, she could accept another penis besides his. And I'm like, but you've done yes. it to her numerous times. And you say, yeah, but it's different. I said, how's it different? I said, you have done it tons of times because you were attracted to somebody else. And you were like, F it. I want I wanted to mess with this girl. You did it. So she does it once. And immediately after she does it, she comes clean with him. Like, whatever. He was trying to hide it from her. And she just discovered because he was an idiot and, like, made it very discoverable on his phone and, like, his, his computer and all that so this is how she found out uh she did it came clean immediately said i did something awful i gotta tell you and then he's calling me like crying about it and like upset and i was like but dude like you've done it to her like you can't and it, it's it was recent because it if because if a girl's gonna do that it ain't just physical but it's not it's no, not it's not I, it's not women, I it's think, not i think sometimes with men i think sometimes we underestimate the horniness of women and I, I say this because because I'm married to uh, like a, a very beautiful like uh, a, a, like wonderful woman who also happens to like tell me how nasty women are because she has her female friends and she tells me that women are just as nasty as men are when it comes to sex like they think just as nasty as we do they will see a guy and they will tell their friends who they're sitting with in the bar when they see a guy I'm gonna screw that guy tonight yes because they, they are. And it's based off. They don't know this. Women can't. There's no emotion. That's my point. Dudes can't do that. Of course, dudes can do it. Okay. All the time. Okay. Yeah. Rich. Yeah. Rich dudes could do that. Yeah, but no. If a guy goes out to a club, he's he's going to try. He might have. Right. He can try, and he can think that he he can make a little bit more. He can think that he can. Yeah, he has to do a little bit more effort, but the, the thought process is the same. A guy will be at a bar or, or a club or a lounge or wherever the setting is, see a beautiful girl across the room and go, I'm going to try and sleep with that girl. Try. Yeah, try. 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 Exactly. You're a try. We have to put in a little bit more effort. But the thing is that with the women, it, it might be a little less effort, but their intentions are the same. They see someone that they find attractive. They want to have sex with them. And that's and that's it. Like I think a lot of times men un, like underestimate the horn. They go, oh, she cheated on me it must have been emotional where no she probably just saw a guy that she thought was hot and was like i i want to i want to mess with that guy and that's it like it really is like sometimes cheating is emotional i'm not saying that none of it some sometimes they feel like abandoned in their relationship they feel whatever the case may be and that's why they cheat but sometimes they just see someone that they're attracted to and go you know what i'm, I'm willing to risk it all because th this guy is so hot and I, I think we underestimate the horniness of women sometimes okay look i'm not disagreeing with that mm -hmm. sometimes that happens like we've all had a work crush mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you know we've all had you know we all had crushes in school hell like hell there have been girls that i'm like not even attracted to them but they smell good and you're like <laughs> damn like like there was this girl in my acting class she's not my type at all mm -hmm. and she and she can't be offended because a there's no way she's listening to this b there's no way i'm her type because if it was it would have something would have happened by now but it's yeah. not mm -hmm. but when i first met her for like the first few months i was like damn 
yo, why do why do I want her? She's not my type at all. <laughs> I don't picture us hanging out one on one or anything. Yeah, none of that. And then I was like, yo, I just gotta ask, what is that fragrance? <laughs> what is that Tuscan fragrance? And then when she gave up the scrolls, when she gave the secrets, that it was something that you can get for ten dollars at Whole Foods. <laughs> The whole mystique was gone. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I, I get it. But what I'm, but the point I'm making is, women have the keys. Women have the power. See, it's yeah. the thing about us, which I think makes us different from most dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that we're, you know, late bloomers. Yeah. <laughs> we're nice dudes. Yeah. Now the difference between now the one thing that nice dudes and dudes have in common, yeah, we're both dudes. Yeah. But here's the thing: we recognize that. It doesn't matter what we think, feel, want, whatever. We don't get to do none of it unless the girl allows us to do it exactly. and wants and actually picks us yes. to do it with them. Yeah. Like, I, I'll give you an so yeah, most of my peoples now are married, right? Yeah, good for y'all. So, <laughs> so, so, I remember one time I was riding in the car with a with a few of my friends who was either married, or was either uh, legally or unlegally or not legal yet wifed up, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting in the back, and I'm not on Instagram yet, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm watching the two of them in the front seat, and they're trading their phone back and forth about hot girls that they're following mm-hmm. that they work with, yeah. right? And they're talking trash because that's what men do. Yes. And, and 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 you know one of them be like, "Yo, you work with her five days a week, son? Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, man. Like, yo, I don't know how you do it, son. Like, yo, I'd be so tempted. Yeah. Like, son, it's like, yo, son, I know, son, because every married dude swears that if they didn't have the ring on their finger, they'd be dominant in these streets, <laughs> and all a single dude should thank them for leaving these girls to us, right? So. So they go back and forth about all these girls, and they're both and they're both like giving each other dap and everything. Like, yo, son, yo, she's bad, son. Like, yo, that's a good look. Yeah. And I'm in the back, like, what? In, what in the hell? <laughs> like, yo, you're following them. These girls ain't following you. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? So yeah, y'all can y'all can talk this all you want. Mm-hmm. If she don't give you the time of day or care about your existence, it doesn't matter. Exactly. That's the difference between women and men. Yeah. There is no song about the power of the P E N I S. All right, it's not a hit and it doesn't flow because yeah. it's not true and it doesn't flow. Yeah. All right, the key is it doesn't flow. All right, so that th- that's my point. <laughs> now, now I will admit. During my dating exploits and when people would try to school me on trying to tighten my game up, I do forget that. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, a man without a penis is not a man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> Sorry, John Wayne Bobbitt. You know what I mean? I mean, no, I mean, he, he got it back. I mean, they had to drive on the highway and stitch it back up, but he got it back. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like, I'll, I, like, I'll, I'll, and there's another thing I want to bring up, right? So do you remember the movie Trainwreck? Uh, oh yeah, with right. Amy Schumer. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I saw it in theaters, right, mm-hmm. and which is you know the best way to see movies still. <laughs> yes. And um, so so there's a rule in comedy, right? It's funny because it's true, mm-hmm. right? So so and I have an ear for things that like aren't the most popular quotes in the world, yeah. but, but to me they stick out. Yeah. So. You know, like Jerry Maguire, like everybody's talking about, show me the money, and mm-hmm. like, you know, you complete me. Yeah. When my favorite quote is when they go on that first date, that Tex-Mex spot, and he, and, and Jerry's going on and on about how his, how his previous marriages didn't work, yeah. and, 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 um, and Renee Zellweger's just like, you know, maybe love shouldn't be such hard work. Yeah. That's the quote I take from that movie, but no yeah. one else remembers that. So, in Trainwreck... It was like three quarters through the movie, and you know Amy, like you know she's like she's pretty much in love with Bill Hader, but yeah. she's just but she's still like holding on to those last bits of like not caving in completely. Yeah. So they're at her sister's baby shower, mm-hmm. and then her sister's like, "Well, how's the sex?" Yeah. And then Amy's like, "Well, yeah, the sex is good, but it's not like the best sex I've ever had." 
Yeah. And then the sister was like, oh, you don't want to be with the best sex you ever had guy. That's a creepy guy. And everybody just started dying. And I'm like, they wouldn't laugh like that if there wasn't some truth behind it. Yeah. But I pride myself on being that dude. You know what I mean? Like, all those years, because no, my first kiss was my senior prom. Yeah. When she was drunk, after she kissed somebody else. Right? True story. So, so I spent all those years before that in the basement, right, with... You know, with my Nerf hoop and all my mom's medical journals, because my mom's an OBGYN, and I was studying the female anatomy, hoping to be the Superman champion lover for just one girl. That's where I was at. So I learned a lot, and I know a lot that probably most men still don't know for some reason. And I try to use that as my advantage, as like a showing of, yeah, I'm different, yeah. but in a good way. Yeah. But then that movie came out, and everybody started laughing, and I'm like, uh... <laughs> Like, am I wrong? Yeah. Am I wrong for being a selfless, giving, pleasing dude? Well, no. You're like that's what we aspire to be as men. You want to be. I want to show my gratitude for you letting me show you, you know, what I'm good at. Yes, you want to be a selfless lover. You want to be uh, great in bed. But I think sometimes as men, we uh, we overrate, like you know, how much women care about how good we are in bed. But or, come on, man, serotonin, oxytocin. <laughs> They're real. That's yeah. a real thing. Of course. But it's like, because like, like I told you, me and Jen, we were friends before, like, you know, we got together. And she, and even now, she's always been like honest with me with everything. And it's like, you know, of course we're married. So of course she's going to say, oh, you're the best sex ever or whatever. Because she knows as men, this is what we want to hear. You know, whatever. But she forgets. I remember all the discussions that we would have before we got together. I remember what she would tell me about, like, you know, uh, the other guys and like the, you know, the... Uh, you know, uh, how do I say? With well, you know, the, the the features that they have, shall I say? Mm -hmm. So I, I would know about like you know in detail about everything. So it's like I know when she was like happy with with it or wasn't happy with it or who was disappointing, who uh, who was good or who was great or whatever. And I think that like the reason that she chose me over anything, even if somebody else was better than me, I think she chose me because on an emotional level we connected and the sex was good. It didn't have to be my mind-blowing, like, you know, shake the, like, the curtains off, because the, the, the fact is, and I think the reason why a lot of women in that theater laugh, or whatever, is a lot of times a dude that might give you the best sex is not the dude, like, you know, that's really compatible for you. For example, Wait, I first have, of all, how fairy tale is your sex life that y'all have curtains? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I mean, okay, that, 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 that's number one, right? And number two, look, sorry to break it to you, Jen, I love you too, but on. if my man Julian was whacking the sack, you would not be with him. <laughs> I don't care how great and smart he is outside of that. And yeah, he's a good dad. We know. We know. Yeah, he don't make beautiful ass kids. We know. But when you need that fix and he ain't fixing it, man, it's going to be awkward next time I see her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can edit this in post. <laughs> anyway, all right, moving on. All right, continue. All right, all right but, my bad. But yeah, like what, like something that I've, I've, like for example, I was talking to one of my friends, um, and this was like, a, like about a year back, and she was talking to this guy, and she, and she, when she was telling me, she said this guy is the best sex I've ever had. She was like, he cares, he makes sure that I have an orgasm, he like, like numerous orgasms, like you know, all whatever, but. 
the guy, she said, but I feel no emotional connection to him. Like, I literally just want him for sex. Like, it's a thing where she would call him, like, to get her fix, but she did not want him to stay afterwards. It was like, give me my fix and then go home. Fast forward to, like, a year later, and now she's with a guy, and she, like, and I remember distinctly, like, first time, like, you know, that she told me that she was dating him, and she looked at him, and I said, oh, how was that? And she was like, it was good. It was okay, which basically in woman code was like, it was whack. If a woman yes. says it was okay, that means the sex was whack. But, like, it's 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 like almost a year later, she's still with the dude, and she's happy. Because why? Because the guy connected with her on a different level. And the thing is that with sex, that women realize... Women can teach you how to become good at sex. If they're if they like really care about you, they're gonna tell you, don't do that, do this, this is what's gonna make me come, this is what isn't, like you know, whatever. And they're going to guide you until you they're gonna mold you into the perfect lover that they want you to be. Like now with Jen, when she tells me that I'm the best she ever had, I believe it because she's molded me. She's 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 she's, she's like like I was a little lump of clay, and she was like, All right, little clay, you kind of suck, but I'm gonna make you great. And now she's made me great because she's molded me to exactly what's like to her exact specifications. Like, so it's like I immediately know where to go immediately and what to do with her. But with some, like, because men right away we think, oh, we're, we're, the, we're the best. We're like, we're going to like put it on her. And then uh, a lot of times we think that we've done a, a great job and it might just be mediocre to them because women in general are nurturing creatures. They're not going to, after you have sex with them, be like, you know what? That, that kind of sucked. That was kind of whack. They're going to be like, oh my God, that was so great. Oh, you're so wonderful. And meanwhile, they're thinking about a guy who like blew their back out like you know like two guys ago like they're they're like but not even in real life probably just on facetime <laughs> like that's the era we're in now yeah i mean that that's the era that we're in but it's a thing where they're if they really genuinely care about you even if the sex isn't explosive they're going to like and like it goes back to that train wreck uh, rec quote. It's a thing where the reason that those women laughed is because okay, the, the sex was okay, but you love him, you care about him, you really like him, so you can mold you, the sex is going to improve. You're going to mold him into being what you want it to be. Yeah, if she's going to give you that many chances. Yeah, but she, but if you're worth it, they're going to give you that many chances. Okay, but then to, that goes back to our original problem, right? Yeah. The connection and determining who's worth it or not. Yeah. Because you got, because you're living because y'all living your best relationship life on that. Like, meanwhile, yeah. Like you know, I'll get I'll be on an app and I'll get a mess I'll get a first time message from a girl like four something a.m. talking about hey how's your weekend, <laughs> and then like you know I'm listening to like the rules one on one like don't leave no messages hanging. You reply yeah. right back like yeah, it was mine was good. How was yours? <laughs> then she replies like why are you awake? Ew, creep, and then unmatch you. <laughs> I'm like yo, you messaged me though. <laughs> but that, yo, like, facts. Like, yo, that's a true story. But, okay, but but as far as connection goes, like, yo, the, the physical, like, we are human beings, human nature, all right? Yeah. I don't care how, what your experience is, psychological, da-da-da-da, like, that stuff, that's what we all have in common. We are human beings. Yeah. All right? We have primal needs and primal wants that need to be serviced and need to be met. Yeah. Especially if you have a partner. Yeah. All right? And for women, if you're not getting that from that partner, you're going to get it somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. All right? So, that is part of the connection. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. it's like lose yourself. Right, if you only had one shot, you know what I mean. Like you, you probably need to bring a hoodie in the bedroom. Like you know, maybe. All right, but, but okay, but like, but just to tie it all, like you know, all right. So and and to throw the ladies up in there because this is kind of like one sided in a way. Right. So as far as ladies go, as far as y'all who don't believe us when you say when we say that men are simple. Yeah. All right. You know, maybe sometimes I think any man who is not simple. 
is someone who hasn't completely figured it out yet. Yeah. Right? That could be personally, it could be professionally. Yeah. Right? But I think with women, it's more about the right dude mm-hmm. or the right person. I think with men, it's more about the right time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so women, you could be doing everything right, but if you're mm-hmm. trying to lock a dude down and it's not working, it just means it's not the right time. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't mean you're not the right girl. Yep. It just means it's probably just not the right time. There's just still some... Men are ideal. Men are... men. We are idealists in the sense that we'd like, to, we'd like to have all our ducks in a row. Yeah. Love life straight. Financial straight. Health straight. Everything straight so that we, when we bring you in and we build this life together, we got all bases covered from jump. Yeah. That's what we ideally... Like, that's our timetable. Mm-hmm. The only problem is we understand y'all don't have the same timetable. Yeah. And most of the time, like, y'all are in a bigger hurry than we are. Yep. Biologically yep. and emotionally. Makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. All right. But that's, you know, that's part of the rift of, you know, you know, human nature 101. <laughs> so it's just really like 2019, man. Like, where are we at? I mean, like, for example, you know, I didn't even want to text people. But girls make the rules so they don't decide not to start texting. Yeah. I was the phone dude. You can hear yeah. our voices. We was putting in work on the phone. I mean, I think the last time I tried to call a girl, like trying to be cute and different, just by making a call, I think, I think if I had, if, I think if I had like traveled to a third world country, found out her favorite meal, bought it, flew back. Contacted her family, asked her, asked them the best way to make it. Got a spare key to her crib, broke into her crib, and then when she, the next time she walked into her crib, I had her favorite meal just waiting for her. I think she would have been freaked out less by that, just by the fact by me calling her and said text and saying, "Hey, hey, happy Wednesday." I, I could feel like the the proverbial blinds being shut on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's really just, so it's really just, how do you connect now? So that's why when y'all make fun of me when I when I watch shows like The Bachelor and and Married at First Sight, yeah. and even when I was watching Dating Naked, the yeah. premise is <laughs> dating right now as it stands, yeah, does not for the most part does not work for most people. It's making it harder to connect. Yeah. So these shows are trying to come up with ways where you skip all that in the beginning yeah. and you're forced to stick together to see what you got is really real or not. Yeah. So it might be trash TV, but mm-hmm. the premise is still the same and it still involves real people. Yeah. And the feelings are real on screen. Now yeah. when the show is over and they break up, that makes sense too. Yeah. All right. So so I guess the final question that we just got to like figure out is, you know, like which direction as a people are we headed? You know what I mean? Are we is do you think the traditional way, like you know what y'all are doing, do you think that's still gonna win out? Do yeah. you think we're moving into this new era where people are just you know exploring all the options that they think they have? Yeah. Are we going to become Tokyo, <laughs> where our population is just gonna just decrease because people just aren't mating anymore at all? Yeah. And then we go to cuddle cafes and all that stuff, and we <laughs> and we just and we and we bone more with our avatars instead. Yeah. Because that hey, that's part of the future too. Yeah, I think like what where we need to go as a society, and this is just my uh, stupid little minor opinion, but it's just like I always felt like it's a thing where the shift to like towards the internet culture and the apps and all that. I feel like there's too much of a focus on that. I think that 
those have a space in today's modern world. You can't really have a, like a modern society without everything being like hooked up to the internet. I mean, you can order food, you can do everything through your apps, like through everything now. You can call it a, a, an Uber, like, you know, wherever you are. So it's just like everything is connected through the internet now. So why wouldn't dating be? So I get that. But I feel like what everyone has to ask themselves, like for, like for single people, is like, what type of person are you? If you're the type of person that likes to speak to people face-to-face, -face, that likes to talk on the phone, that likes to do all that. And believe it or not, GK, th these people exist out here. I have friends, like, that will tell me that they, that I have, like, uh, one of my friends, she's been uh, a friend since college, and she's single, and she's uh, 36 now. And, and she's a beautiful girl, and she's great. She's smart. She has a great job and all that. And whatever I ask her about her dating life, she just goes, everyone wants to be on the apps. I don't like apps. I like talking to people in person. Um, but whenever I go, like, everyone just wants, as Ask me what app I'm on. And it's like, I just want to talk to you face to face. And she said, that's why I'm still single. So it's the thing where I think that these women are still out there that want to have that that one-on-one -on -one connection, that want to talk to you in person, that want to talk to you on the phone. It's just harder to find them because we're in this app culture. So I think what people need to do is to decide what type of dater they are. Like, I, I'm an app dater. Like, because uh, like, I already know if I was single, I would probably be an app dater because I'm awkward as hell around people in person. Like, I have to get comfortable with you and then I will, and then I'll talk your air off all day. But if I don't know you that well, I'm like a mute that like sits in a corner and like, just like sips on a drink and whatever like i it, i would be horrible on in like on on the phone or in face-to-face -face situations but online i could be funny i could like because i like i was a, i was a writer by nature before i got into my finance trade so i'm i'm much funnier writing because i i write down my thoughts i have time to think about it than if i'm put on the spot and i'm and i try to say a joke and it comes out wrong or i stumble over it because i'm just awkward like that so i would probably be if i was single more into the app culture in the internet world but i think for uh people like you gk or other people like that it's like being in person fine going yeah, out i was the opposite i yeah. was the opposite clubs was good for me like yeah. i used to speed date man yeah. you know how much you know how much fun and efficient speed dating was yeah. where you just put a certain amount of money meeting a, it's, it's just like when you when you, it's just like when you do uh, your search parameters on your apps yeah like you're putting a you're putting a like 30 dollars to meet x amount of men or women who are just that mm -hmm. you go to an actual venue and you meet them and you and you go on date like you six minutes eight minutes whatever it is, mm -hmm. and then and then yeah you're putting a down payment on meeting people that you want to meet and they're there for the same reason you are so there's no games yeah all right and then and then you find out the next day if you matched or not and if you did boom yeah like you like you've already connected you got it but it was all face to face yeah and people don't remember this I used to do this thing called lock and key parties right wow. where it's the same thing like you know like. Single professionals, ages 25 to 35, or whatever the, whatever it is, they all come to a room, they put a clock up, mm -hmm. and one gender has these little keys, and the other gender has these little padlocks, has these little padlock bracelets. So everybody doesn't have to talk to everybody, but there's an incentive for everybody to talk to everybody. And if you unlock a lock, you go back to the front, and you get raffle tickets, and you get a new key and lock, and you keep going until the buzzer. So even if you don't meet somebody you, that you vibe with, you're still going to get raffles to like a free trip to Wakanda or something. <laughs> right like you know so there's yeah so there's a center for everybody yeah you know what i mean so like yeah i didn't meet my husband but hey <laughs> hey you want some vibranium so so all right any parting words of advice because basically mm -hmm. i may not know relationships of as, as this very well as i guess i don't have like race track record but mm -hmm. i do know i do know human beings and yeah. i do know connection 
Mm-hmm. All right? I value connection. I value vibe. I value that stuff more than anything else. Mm-hmm. All right? So uh, I think my hang-up is, and I guess what I look for, it's not even just, it's not even just in relationships. It's not even like there's, there's a reason why I, let, I only let certain people cut my hair. <laughs> there's a reason why I go to one dry cleaner, not the other. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's, yeah, yeah it, it's, you know, there's there's certain people you trust that work more than others. Of all course. right. Yeah. And I think the and I think the main reason is it's not so much how much you like them. It's not even so much how much you agree. Mm-hmm. I think the key in life is to find people who get you. Yeah. Not that you agree to everything. Not that you disagree on everything, but. Sh- you understand each other. Yeah. There's an understanding and there's a respect. Exactly. I feel like no matter how far or how short your relationship with somebody goes, because sometimes things are just really finite. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're just meant to be friends just for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're only, you only have like five dates or whatever and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. And that's fine. As long as you max out, that's fine. But as long as you get each other and the respect is there, then I think that, I think that overcomes everything else. Yeah. That's why I, I would like to think that most of my, for lack of a better point, for most of my exes, mm-hmm. I, I'm very, I think it's a good testament to that, that I'm cool with like 98% of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the respect is there. Yeah. If you're not looking for nothing long term, if you tell them from jump, mm-hmm. there's respect there. Yeah. And then, they, and then they have the freedom to make their own choice and proceed, you know, with whatever caution they need. Yeah. But, you know, if you enjoy each other's company, man, life, you know, life is short. We all want to live our best lives, man. You know, we're all gathered here today to do this thing called life. You know what I mean? So, like, what, so why not be real with yourselves and why not be kind to each other in the process? And, you know, why not? You know, yeah. why not just go where the good vibes are? Yeah. I don't know. That's where I'm at. But for someone who is, like, you know, a f- who is, uh, you know, successfully locked it down and made it work, you can, you can send them out with something way more probably way more credible than <laughs> no i mean everything you just said like uh i, I definitely agree with i i just, i mean if i had any piece of advice for um my, my single people out there is just uh like just just give people a chance man i think like in this culture like uh this this hookup culture like you know whatever people are just so wondering what else is out there and it's like and i feel like a lot of time you're missing out on somebody who could be like you know your husband or your wife or whoever because you're just so curious about what else like if i lived in that culture i might have missed out on jen which would have been like the worst thing ever because she she's perfect for me but i could have just been like oh well who else is i here just based off of curiosity and i feel like like if you go out with a guy or you go out with a girl on the first date and maybe it's not the best maybe they like you know show up late or maybe they uh you know like didn't like fully impress you on the first date don't just give up immediately give them another chance like you never know they could have been nervous they could have just like they could have had a reason for showing up late they could have had a reason for like you know being so nervous about it they they might not have got they might have gotten out of bad relationship and they're just like getting out into the field and and they don't know how to do it because it's been years or you know you don't know what everyone's story is especially on a first date so it's like just give people more of a chance i think that would be my only advice because i think like you know uh jen get she like you know my wife she gave me a chance like we were friends for years she could have easily been like no i just want you to be my friend i don't look at you like that but she gave me a chance and we went on one date then we went on a second date then we went on a third date and here we are 15 years later like happily married have a beautiful daughter because she gave me that chance and and she could have like you know there were other guys there were tons of guys that were interested in her and she could have blew me off to like go to one of these other guys but she gave me a chance and i think that if 
you know, this culture just starts. And I'm not saying you got to, like, you know, tie yourself down to everybody you go on a date with or whatever. But just see what they got to offer. If it's if it's date number two, date number three, and you're still not feeling any kind of vibe, then you have every right to cut them off. But after, like, half a date where you only hang out with the person for 30 minutes and you're not even fully engaged with them, you can't really get a, a good, like, read off of them off of that. Like, give someone a chance. Put your phone down. Look them in the eye. Talk to them. Discover who they are as a person, what their wants are, what they like want out of life, like who they are more than just their profession, more than just where they live, more than any of that. Like who they are. Get to know them and see if this is the type of person you could vibe with. Um, that would be my only advice as, as an old married man. Yeah, man. Give nice dudes a chance, man. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And that give also, nice dudes a chance, man. Give, give nice dudes a chance. And also, like if, if you're... We're not all boring. Exactly. We're not all cornballs. No. You know... I, and just and being nice doesn't make us all boring. It doesn't make us all cornballs. Yeah, exactly. You know? A lot. We'll we'll put you on to stuff. We'll put you on to some nerdy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and you might actually like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Some of us nerds, you know, you know, grew up in basements where there was a lot of medical journals and medical studies about your body. <laughs> you, know? you know, just you know, just throwing it up. <laughs> you know, everybody wins. Yeah, everybody wins. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So don't don't uh, don't sleep on the nerds. The nerds nerds can satisfy you too. Mm-hmm. And where can they? Uh, if you agree with us, disagree with us, you want to join in on discussion, you know, just yeah, tell them where they can do that. All right. So uh, you can follow me on the, the Instagram at Jules XMW. That's J U L E S XMW. Where can they find you, GK? Um, at GK Williams NYC. That'll be Instagram, and I think I still have a Twitter. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I don't know why either. I, I'm not on Twitter anymore. But my I'm JulesXMW on Twitter, too, if you want to follow me there. I haven't tweeted in, like, a good year. But you can still follow me in case I decide to, to tweet one day. And also, YouTube. We'll yeah. Be, right? Oh, yeah. We still got the YouTube channel up. That's Julian and GK. You can find us on the YouTube channels if you want to, like, go deep dive into our old stuff, like, where you have the videos. If you want to just see our beautiful faces, that's where you can go to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you know, and we're going to have, we're working on the Instagram page. That's going to be up pretty soon. And, uh, once we get that, I'll, we'll be sure to pass it along to you. All right. All right. It's a wrap like Reynolds. (laughs) So, uh, for my, uh, single available friends, ladies, hit him up, hit him up on his Instagram. Like, uh, for my single, uh, very, uh, eligible bachelor GK, I'm the fully married unavailable or else my (laughs) wife will stalk you and kill you. Uh, Julian, uh, like, uh, American alpha. Out. Out.